This is the Throne Room Thoughts Podcast, where we are meeting every week to discuss living from a position of power, living with boldness, living with confidence. This is the practical podcast where we are walking out God's principles and promises to see the best manifested for our lives. You are the CEO of your life. You have the God-given power and authority to live a purpose-driven, successful life. Hello, 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 my good people. How are you guys doing? Welcome to another episode of the Throne Room Thoughts Podcast. How are you guys? How is everyone? How's your week going? How was your weekend? As you all know by now, my weekend was pretty cool. I was in Connecticut with one of my soul sisters, one of my childhood friends, Natasha. Um, I stayed at her house with my family and we chilled out and um, just enjoyed each other's company, which we don't get to do too often because I'm still in Brooklyn and she's all the way in Connecticut living her best life. Um, And she actually had, she writes music. So she actually wrote a couple of songs and wanted my boo to produce them. He is a bomb producer, songwriter, playwright, you name it. He is multi-talented. So she called on him and we proceeded to oblige her. So we had a bomb weekend Um, recording music, recording songs. We actually worshipped, had spontaneous worship and wrote a song, the three of us, and that was super dope. So it was a really, really cool weekend. We recorded the Throne Room Thoughts podcast. So we had two firsts for the Throne Room Thoughts podcast. The first biggie was actually having a guest. I recorded a bunch of episodes as I felt inspired by God last season. And nine of those episodes are actually available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and on the Throne Room Thoughts website. Um, and I also went live for the first time recording the podcast. So in addition to having a guest for the first time, we were live and in living color on Facebook, honey. And it was so dope. So those were super, super cool things. Um, now that you guys are fully, fully caught up on what I've been up to, I trust that the Lord has been blessing you, strengthening you, empowering you, and carrying you. Let's get into what we are doing on today's episode of the Throne Room Thoughts Podcast. Let's start with the Preaching Potential quote of the day. For those of you who are joining us for the first time, we always start the Throne Room Thoughts Podcast with the Preaching Potential quote of the day. Now, What makes a quote have preaching potential, one might ask? Well, when a quote has preaching potential, that means that it is nice and sweet and significant. We could actually draw some principles from it. It hits home. It's a whole word all by itself. And so the preaching potential potential quote for today comes from my boy Dave Ramsey. And he said, the good enough can become the enemy of the best. The good enough can become the enemy of the best. Why does this have preaching potential? This quote has preaching potential because I think a lot of times we tend to think in extremes and opposites, right? So we think good is on one end, bad is on the other end, or great is on the is on one end and terrible is on the other end. But as Dave Ramsey says, sometimes good enough is the enemy of the best. The worst is not the enemy of the best, but sometimes thinking that 
what we have is good enough or I'll get by doing barely, barely enough or doing just a little bit more than what needs to be done type of mentality. That type of mentality sometimes is the enemy of putting your best foot forward, being complacent, being comfortable. Those kinds of things tend to get in the way of God's best for our lives. It's not always those horrible, terrible, awful things that we're thinking. Sometimes it's just as simple as I'm already comfortable where I'm at. I'm doing okay where I'm at. I don't want to ruffle any feathers. I don't really want to create any issues. So I'm going to lay low and fly right below the radar. Like that mentality a lot of times is exactly what gets in the way of seeing our purpose manifest itself and seeing God's best manifest itself. So that is why I chose that quote for the preaching potential quote of the day. I really, really love that. And I think it is absolutely the truth in terms of, um, us looking forward and putting our best foot forward. So what are we talking about today? Today we're talking about investing in you, investing in ourselves. Um, I think this is right on target with what needs to be discussed on Throne Room Thoughts in light of me being on this whole wave of um, finding your potential, walking in your, walking in your purpose and walking in the gifts and the talents that God has for us specifically, it is important for us to understand how to invest in ourselves and what that actually looks like and what the benefits are of investing in ourselves. Um, unfortunately, because of the culture that we live in and um, because of social media and these different kind of things, I think that we have become experts in our outer appearance. We have become really good at looking good. We spend a lot of time beautifying ourselves, getting our outer appearance together, making sure our clothes are on point, hairs on point, makeup, nails, shoes, sneakers, accessories, all of these outer things. We, we make sure that those things are on point. But a lot of times we find that although we look pretty on the outside, there is a lot of turmoil going on on the inside. There's a lot of issues, stress, sadness, um, trauma and anger and resentment, a lot of issues that we're facing on the inside that doesn't necessarily show itself on the outside. So today I want to talk about how we invest in ourselves. How do you invest in your personhood? How do you invest in who you are as an, a unique, wonderfully, awesomely made individual? So obviously we know that this is going to require um, some time and some attention, that is where a lot of us tend to get tripped up at. We think we don't have the time and we certainly get distracted easily with all the goings on in our culture and all the different ways that we can be distracted. So our time and attention often isn't in the place that it needs to um, needs to be in in order for us to do the work and do the soul searching for ourselves. The other thing that I realized, too, is that we get caught in what I've often heard people describe as a comparison trap. We're looking at what other people have going on. We're looking at what they're doing, how much they're making, what positions they hold. And then we begin to compare ourselves, engage ourselves um, with that. So a lot of times, unfortunately, social media, interactions with other people, the things we see, the things we hear has a tendency to reinforce any issues that we already have. So if we're already struggling with our identity, if we're already struggling with finances, if we're already struggling with discipline, with self-love, with self-esteem and these kind of things, a lot of times what we see out there has a tendency to reinforce that struggle because now we begin to say, well, they got this and I don't have that. 
they having a breakthrough. What about me? She just bought a house. What about me? She just had a baby. What about me? She just got married. How come not me? So what happens is now we begin to resent the life that we have. We begin to feel, you know, negative feelings and bad feelings about ourselves and about the life that we're living. And um, in order for us to invest in ourselves, in order for us to come into the unique calling that God has for us, we have to love ourselves. We have to like ourselves. We have to appreciate where we're at and understand what God is doing with us every step of the way. Um, so again, it comes back to being able to invest in ourselves. Let us see what that looks like. Because again, Throne Room Thoughts is the, pra the practical podcast. I like for things to be broken down into little tiny baby steps so that I can actually walk it out, apply it and see the best for God in my life and see God's power manifested and see his promises come to fruition in my life. So let's talk about it. What are the different um, areas that we can invest in ourselves? First and foremost, we should be investing in ourselves spiritually. How do we invest in ourselves spiritually? Reading the word and spending time with God. There is no substitute for these things. Putting up a good quote won't substitute your own firsthand knowledge. Repeating something somebody else said will not substitute your own firsthand knowledge of God, your own revelation of, of who God is and who he has called you to be in the world. Um, a lot of times we see people post these wonderful motivational posts and quote scriptures and these different kind of things. And those things are okay. However, they don't mean that you have a relationship with God. And it doesn't mean that the people that you see posting that stuff has a relationship with God, has a full, meaningful relationship with God. It takes nothing to share something that sounds good. It takes nothing to repost a witty saying or repost somebody else's thoughts. That's easy. But taking the time to cultivate your own relationship with God, taking the time to build your own intimate time with God, that's a discipline that is very, very different and, and it's next level actually entirely. So again, investing in yourself spiritually requires us to read the word and to spend time with God. When we do these things, we begin to see things like God does. When we see things like God does, we can approach things the way that he would want us to, the best way, the wisest way. We could get out of our own feelings, get out of our own minds and thoughts, and we could say, what does God say about this? How does God want me to deal with this? And a lot of times it is so refreshing because our ways of doing things, our automatic responses and reactions that we have to things a lot of times doesn't do us any good, gets us in trouble, causes more drama puts us, sets us back and puts us in awkward situations. So when we consider, well, what does God have to say about this situation? How would I react in a way or respond in a way that pleases God and makes God happy with me? How do I, how do I do that? Those thoughts are the thoughts that help us to grow and mature spiritually, grow and mature in the world and in our circles and around the people that we're impacting. So first step, spiritually, we want to invest in ourselves and we want to do that by spending time with God and spending time in his word. The other way that we could spend time with God is through prayer. Prayer is super, super important. And you know what? Um, I have a prayer closet at my in my apartment. When I rented this apartment and I saw how spacious it was and the different um, closet space and this and that that it had, I saw that there was a, an extra 
I guess you can consider it an extra closet in my hallway. And I decided because of where I was spiritually that I would consecrate that space to God. So that space became my prayer closet. And there's tons and tons of prayers in there. And I've spent tons of time in there. Um, and even with all of that being said, you know, the revelation I got just last week, the revelation I got was that prayer is not just a time to ramble on and on to God about what you got going on and ask him for a solution and an intervention. God knows what we have going on. He knows our struggles. He knows our issues. He knows the pain we experience, the anxiety and the fears and the worries we have. He knows all that. Prayer is not just a time to ramble on and on and on and be like, thanks, deuces. Thanks for your time. Prayer is a time to also listen to the voice of God and ask him with an open heart and with a hungry mind, what are you trying to show me in this situation, God? What are you trying to show me in this season? I'm in this situation. You know I'm in this situation. You've allowed me for whatever the reason is to be in this situation. What are you trying to teach me? And what are you trying to show me at a time like this? That is, um, that is ultimately what we are trying to find out in prayer. So again, spending time in prayer is a really, really good way to establish intimacy with God, establish spiritual growth. But our prayer time is not just a time to ramble and to tell God everything that's going on with us. Our prayer time is also a time to listen and to get quiet and still before the Lord. Let us look at what scripture has to say in terms of... Um, seeing things the way God sees it. So in Psalm 119 and 18, the great King David says, open my eyes to see the wonderful truths in your instructions. Open my eyes to see the wonderful truths in your instructions. What is King David saying? He's asking God to give him the ability to see things his way. Give him the ability to see truth his way through his word. When he says, open my eyes to see the wonderful truths in your instructions, he's talking about the word of the Lord, the word of the Lord, the Bible, the scriptures are God's instructions for us. It's the blueprint manual, the manufacturer's manual that God has set aside for us. How blessed are we that we don't have to navigate life blindly, that we don't have to do everything trial and error that there is a manual that we can resort to and refer back to that gives us precise instructions for every single thing we could possibly encounter in life if we would just read it. God says we will find him when we seek him with all our heart. So all we got to do is seek him. So when King David says, um, open my eyes to see the wonderful truths in your instruction, he's saying to God, give me the ability, Lord, to see things your way. Give me the ability to take you at your word and to see your word for what it is, not to make up what I think, not to make it mean what I want it to mean to suit my situation, but to see your word for exactly what it is and for its intended purpose. And so when we spend time with God, when we pray, when we read his word, he gives us the ability to see things his way. He gives us the ability to see truth his way because we truth in our society and in our culture, truth is subjective. You have your truth. I have my truth. Everybody's living their truth, but we don't want just truth, right? King David says to see the truth in your instructions, the wonderful truth in your instructions. So we want to see the truth God's way and we want to see God's truth. Um, the next scripture, well, the next tip that I actually wanted to give in terms of investing in ourselves is to fellowship with others, 
fellowshipping and spending time with other believers and with our loved ones and things of that nature is super important and beneficial to our growth as we invest in ourselves. Um, in Hebrews 10, 24 to 25, the scripture says, let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. Let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. So what is God saying in this instruction? He is saying that it is important for us to gather together, important for us to meet together and to spend time with one another. Um, for a lot of people, organized religion is an issue. It is a source of contention when you talk about church and going to church and going to a physical structure and things of that nature. And for reasons that I understand that I that I can expound on in a future podcast, not this one. Um, but with that being said, there is a special thing that happens when a body of believers gets together. There is a supernatural, miraculous spirit that takes over when a body of believers get together, worshiping the Lord, magnifying the Lord, pouring your hearts out to the Lord and creating a space for the Lord his, and his Holy Spirit to come down and dwell with us. In, if you look at, if you consider or look at the, the day of Pentecost in the book of Acts, the miraculous thing that took place with the, the Holy Spirit coming down and them being baptized in the Holy Spirit, that was a group of believers that was not one person by himself um doing internet church that was not one person by herself saying you know what god knows my heart i don't have to go to church that was a strong group of believers magnifying the lord waiting with expectancy calling on god praising the lord and then god's spirit came down and the miraculous happened and something um shifted in the atmosphere and the church would never be the same after that. That was the official establishment of the church, quote unquote. And so um, there is great significance in being around a body of believers. You as an individual just have to pray and seek the Lord and find out what his will is for you, where he wants to plant you. God knows what he needs from your life. He knows what he wants to do with you and through you. And he knows where you need to be in order to make that happen. So he will place you strategically in a church family that is suitable for who you are as an individual. Not who your friends are, not who your homegirls are, not who your significant other necessarily is either. It's, it's a matter of seeking God and figuring out what his will is for you and what his will is um, for your family. So definitely, um, as the scripture says, we, we don't want to neglect to fellowship. We don't want to neglect to meet with one another because we are able to encourage one another and uplift one another when we are together and when we are spending time with each other. Um, the next way that we can invest in ourselves is emotionally. Emotionally actually ties into spiritually because the more we begin to see things God's way, the more we begin to understand things in the way that he wants us to understand it, the more stable we are in our emotions, the more we're able, um, the more we're able to manage our emotions and not fall victim to outbursts and sadness and despair and, you know, lack of faith, lack of hope, these kinds of unfortunate feelings that take place, um, 
in our lives and, 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 and for very understandable reasons. A lot of us are going through a lot of different things and have had to navigate a lot of traumas and changes and, and disruptions in our lives. And those things have a tendency to leave lasting marks on us. But when we invest in ourselves spiritually and emotionally, it helps us to be able to navigate and bounce back from those things. Let's look at 2 Timothy 1 and 7. 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 7. God says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love and self-discipline. For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love and self-discipline. So in this scripture, what God is saying to us is that he's given us the ability to manage our emotions. That's essentially what he's talking about here. He's talking about our emotions, timidity, fear, power, love. Self-discipline. In other versions, that word self-discipline is replaced with sober mind. To have a sober mind means that your thinking is on point. Your thinking is sharp. Your thinking is not clouded. Your judgment is not clouded. You're able to make right decisions, make um, sound judgment calls. And so when God is telling us that he has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but he's given us the ability to be powerful. He's given us the ability to love others and to be disciplined. That is a that is in reference to our emotions. So again, when we start to spend more time with God, when we start to read his word and see things the way he does, we also receive the supernatural power through his Holy Spirit to be able to better regulate our emotions and manage our emotions. We don't have to say every single thing that comes to our mind. We don't have to dwell on every thought that comes into our head. We don't have to react to every single thing that somebody else does to us and pop off every time somebody upsets us or offends us. We're able to keep our emotions in check, process it and keep it pushed. Some things just have to be dealt with exactly like that. Okay, this situation happened, process it and keep it moving. Not everything requires us to dwell. Just because we think a thought doesn't mean now we have to ruminate and let that thought carry us away. Being able to check our thoughts, being able to acknowledge, wait a minute, that thought is not of God. I just sat here thinking about that situation and replaying that situation. And I recognize that my blood pressure is actually going up and I'm actually starting to feel just as angry as I did when it happened. Being able to identify that, process it, and put it in check is exactly what God is talking about when he says that we are self-disciplined and sober-minded. So it is important to invest in ourselves spiritually. It is important to invest in ourselves emotionally. The next way, the third way that I wanted to share with you guys is investing in ourselves intellectually. We invest in ourselves intellectually by reading, taking a course, taking a seminar, do a webinar, go to a workshop. We don't have to wait for the newest, hottest book to come out to jump on the wave of what everybody else is reading. We can make it a habit to read regularly, to read the kind of things that will reinforce the things that we want to see in our lives, the changes we want to make in our lives, the issues we want to address in our lives. We can make it a habit that I am going to read a book that helps me to navigate that. I am going to read a book that helps me to address this in a wise way, helps me to see this and resolve this in a way that I never have to repeat this situation. I'm a big fan of addressing things in such a way that I don't have to repeat, especially those, well, particularly those negative things, those things that are traumatic, those things that have really thrown me for a loop. When I have my daughter and her father and I 
ended our relationship. We were together for a couple of years before I had her. So when I had her, we ended our relationship like very, very shortly thereafter. And that was fine because um, it needed to end, unfortunately, because of me being stubborn, having codependency, having unhealthy views on myself and on love and relationships and all that stuff. Um, I didn't exit the relationship sooner, but be that as it may, thank God for my daughter. She's wonderful. She's a blessing. Um, but yeah, so when when that relationship ended, that was super hard for me and extremely traumatic. Here I was having my very first child. I was well into my 30s already. So I had waited a while in in comparison to um, there goes that comparison. But um, in comparison to like a lot of my girlfriends and a lot of other people that we had grown up with, I waited a while to have her. And so when I had her and things went south with her father, I was thrown for a loop, brought down to capacity. Depression hit me. Guilt hit me because I felt like I wasn't giving her a shot at a two parent household, a complete household, the life that she deserved and, and that I wanted for her so badly. So I was experiencing a lot. I was going through. And um, I said to myself, Tanisha, you got to get a handle on this so that you never find yourself in such a situation again. Now, life happens, things happen. You certainly can't control, predict, or any of these kind of things, everything around you, but you can make wise decisions that put you in a position to yield better results. And that's all you could do. Make wise decisions. Take the information you have at hand, take the information you know, and make a decision and be determined to have a different outcome. And that's exactly where I was. So I said, I am going to be single I am going to seek God. I am going to search for his presence in my life so that when I get into another relationship, this has to be the real deal. This has to be legit. And when I sought God and when I opened my heart to God and really and truly wanted him more than I wanted anything else, then I did start to see changes and I did start to um, attract and manifest very different kinds of things in my life. And I attracted an, a very different kind of relationship and a very different kind of individual who happens to be awesome, wonderful, and exactly what I need for my purpose, for what God is doing in my life, and for what my daughter needed in terms of a father. So it actually totally worked out. Thank you, Jesus. But those are the benefits of utilizing wisdom. Those are the benefits of taking the time to invest in ourselves and to examine those areas that really and truly need to be plowed up and dug up and tossed out so that we don't have a repeat of any of those issues and so that we're not walking around with baggage. We want to be free-flowing spirits so that when God is doing something in us, we don't have anything blocking that flow. We don't have anything blocking that blessing. Heaven forbid we be the ones blocking our own blessings. A lot of times we say, oh, this person did that to me. This person did that and you hating on me and you don't support me and you ain't a real friend and whatever. But sometimes we're blocking our own blessings. Bitterness, unforgiveness, anger, stubbornness, disobedience. We block our own blessings with these kinds of behaviors. And so we are um, we are best served when we address those things, look at them and deal with them. So, again, intellectually is the third way that we invest in ourselves. Reading. Reading is your best friend. Reading. Um, taking seminars, workshops, webinars invest in ourselves. Don't wait for the next hot book that everybody else is reading and jump on that. It's a good habit to develop and cultivate with ourselves and with our children. For those of us who have children, um, sometimes there might they, there may be a free webinar on real estate or there may be a free web webinar or a seminar workshop on finances and managing your finances and whatever the case is. 
jump on it and take those opportunities. Sometimes you have to pay and that's okay too. Investing in ourselves financially is another thing that we have to do and have to be willing to do because as another quote that I said, investing in knowledge pays the best dividends. Investing in what you know, increasing what you know and what you understand and being being determined to use what you know and share what you know, that stuff pays the best dividends. That's an investment that never stops giving you back on your return when you put it into practice and when you walk out what you've been learning. So that is what I have for you guys today. So just to wrap it up, we talked about investing in you and how do we and how we invest in ourselves. And the three tips that I wanted to share with you guys is to invest in yourself spiritually, invest in yourself emotionally, and invest in yourself intellectually. Under spirituality comes spending time with God, praise, worship, reading the word. Under oh and of course fellowshipping with other believers. Under emotionally, that ties into spiritually, being able to manage our emotions, being able to check ourselves and check our thoughts, check where we're going in terms of our feelings and engage that up with what God says. And third, intellectually, reading, 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 taking a seminar, taking a workshop, joining in on a webinar and these different kinds of ways of increasing and expanding our knowledge. I hope you were thoroughly blessed by that. As usual, I like to dispense information. I like to let it pass on through me and share it out with you guys. Let's move on to the next segment of our podcast, what I'm listening to now. So actually, what I'm listening to now is not a new album. Um, I found myself in my time of prayer and in my time of worship wanting to hear a song from Travis Green. And so I actually went back to his album, The Hill. Um... And the song that I was listening to is called Made Away. So I went back to his album, The Hill, which actually came out in 2015. Wonderful, wonderful album. Um, Certainly got me through some really tough times. 2015 is the year that Liberty was born and the year that I was going through a lot of changes, trials and transitions, honey. So um, I definitely listened to this album, The Hill, a lot during that season. And the song Made Away, among many other songs on that album, pick a song on the album and it'll minister to you, I'm sure. But that song Made Away absolutely kept me going and really and truly resurfaced for me in these um, recent weeks. And so I've been listening to this album again and I love it just as much as I did then. So, of course, give it a listen. I really hope that this was a good podcast for you guys. It's always a pleasure, a privilege, and an honor to talk to you guys. We shall overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Please make sure that you log on to throneroomthoughts.com, fill out the contact form, send in your prayer requests, and share your testimonies. I will share them here on the podcast with your permission. And I will, um, of course, protect your anonymity if you so desire. But I really do believe that testimonies keep the body going, edify the body, keep each other encouraged. And it helps you know that God is doing things still. He's still up to stuff. And the Bible says he doesn't have any favorites. So if he did it for someone else, he'll do it for you. And so I love to hear testimonies. I love to give them and I love to share them. Let's brag on God and talk about the goodness of the Lord and what he's doing in and through us and for us and doing around us. Um, So what else is happening? Make sure you subscribe to the Throne Room Thoughts website. I am giving out 
free copies of my notes, lessons, and affirmations from the 31 Days of Wisdom Bible Study. You don't want to miss out. After February, that free offer will no longer be available. And then we'll be on to March and have a whole nother free offer for you guys. So for those of you who subscribe, the content that I'm giving to you guys and the offers I'm giving to you guys are exclusive. No one else has access to this except those that are down with the Throne Room Thoughts family. So subscribe to the website and I will ensure that you receive whatever the free offer is for that month. For the month of February, I am giving everyone free copies of my notes, my lessons, takeaways, and affirmations from the 31 Days of Wisdom Bible Study that we did back in January. Don't miss out on your copy. I would love to share it with all of you. So as many of you that can, subscribe to the website. And again, every month I will be developing exclusive content just for you guys that subscribe. So um, be blessed. Be a blessing. I love you all. And we will talk soon. Until next time, be bold, be powerful, and be victorious. Stay connected at throneroomthoughts at gmail.com.